everybody. Welcome back to the Latch Mama Podcast. Um, for those of you who are joining us for the first time, the Latch Mama Podcast is a place where we talk about all of the things having to do with motherhood, especially for those of you who are in the trenches. Um, so yeah, I'm Melissa, and I'm joined today by Lindy, who is also um, my partner in crime, my partner in motherhood. We have 12 kids combined, and today we are going to talk about mealtime. Doop, doop, doop. You're listening to Latch Mama Podcast. I'm your host, Melissa Wirt, busy mom of six and owner of LatchMama.com. Join us each week as we talk about pregnancy, breastfeeding, postpartum, and all things motherhood. Hi, friends. Hi. How are you? I'm great. At some point, I'm going to get that intro to the point where it like rolls off my tongue. But sometimes I can't do it quite yet very well because not a professional podcaster. You're not. I don't think I'm a professional at anything at this point. Definitely not a professional business owner, I feel like. At some point, maybe I'll feel like one, but not quite yet. Maybe I won't ever. Not a professional mother. I don't know what I'm doing. It's like, hey, send in your questions about dinner time, and please don't ask me how mine goes because it's a total s show. We're gonna like share every, all our failures every every night. It's insane. Anyways, okay, yeah, we're gonna get started though with questions. We're talking today about like how to navigate it, how to get your kids to eat food, some hacks that we have. Not doctors, not nope. nutritionists. But we are seasoned moms who have survived it for a very long time in terms of that last hour before bath time, before bedtime, which is even worse than dinner time. That'll be we'll a whole nother podcast. A whole nother podcast. <laughs> okay. All right, Kennedy, hit us up with the first question. Hi, um, my name is Marley. Um, my question was regarding, um, in your experience, how you get other people to respect your parenting style and values and wishes when it comes to mealtimes. Um, a little bit of backstory. Currently, my husband and I are living with my parents, and we have a two-and-a-half-year-old daughter. Um, my parents obviously have a much different view on how meals should be and what should be eaten, especially at dinner dinnertime. Um, and me and my husband are more kind of go with the flow. We put food in front of her. If she eats it, great. If she only eats a little bit, also great. But I know that I've kind of butted heads with both of my parents about this in the past. Uh, I love mm. this question. I think I, I think that there's a generational thing at play here. For yeah, sure. Absolutely. For sure. Every time like my mom leaves and then comes back into town, it's almost like her brain has to be retrained mm-hmm. that if somebody doesn't eat what's in front of them, mm-hmm. the world is not going to end. It's not going to end. We are not forcing anybody to eat dinner every night. We are putting food in front of them. Yeah. We are giving them the option to eat said food. Mm-hmm. If they do, if they decide not to eat said food, most nights they do not get to eat anything else and life goes on and we continue our evening. But like that whole, you have to eat everything that's in front of you, but then you get into the whole, like, are they just eating the carbs? Are they not eating the vegetables? Yeah. I would love, I I wish I knew a little bit more, like what's being said, what is happening? Um, Is it the way that they're eating the food, not enough food? Is it the up and down? Because I'm sure there's up and downs. Like (laughs) what what else is going on in there? But I'm sure that's a really tough 
yep. situation to navigate because not only you're not in your own home, you yep. are in your parents' home. Um, but I'm sure there's a way that you yeah. can gently and respectfully chat about these things. Yeah. And hopefully there's a bit of understanding on that side. And if it's really, I mean, at some point, maybe that maybe Marley, maybe they have a plan at some point mm-hmm. to be in their own place or something like that. And, you know, then that pressure is kind of lifted off and yeah. you don't have to deal with that, but it's, it's hard. It's, yeah, you know, it's, it's a time in your life absolutely to try to navigate that. And it's almost like, those parents those grandparents sometimes forget what it was like because i bet marley didn't Mm -hmm. eat all of her food at two and a half you know and i think that there's just this kind of somewhat unreal expectation that Mm -hmm. these little kids are going to sit down and they're going to eat everything on their plate and they're going to eat those vegetables without a fight and they're going to just be these sweet little yes ma'am yep no ma'am type of kids and a two and a half year old is probably still struggling with what they like to eat and what they don't like to eat. Um, I have found that some of that control battle that I sometimes feel if I make dinner as opposed to somebody else making dinner, sometimes I have a little bit more say in what they eat and what they don't eat. Mm -hmm. It's almost like, it's like a gift. You act, you know, you're polite. You eat the food that's in front of you. But if I'm making it, I sometimes can call the shots a little bit better. So maybe like trade off who's making dinner. Um, but yeah, it's hard. It's super hard because, but at the end of the day, you're that child's parent and that needs to be respected for sure. But I don't have a whole lot of advice other than I think it's just a generational thing. And I think that it just needs to be explained and hold your ground and, you know, go yeah. from there. So, 100%. yeah. Yep. Hey, Melissa and Lindy. This is Celinda. I live in Hawaii. And Ooh, uh, go Hawaii. with regard to mealtime, I think it would be really helpful to get some tips around how do you get a toddler to stay at the table? I've got a three-year-old and a one-year-old, and the three-year-old is now sitting in a big girl chair, and she just likes to get up and move around and I would really love to just figure out how to get her to stay at the table while we're having family dinner. <laughs> Appreciate all your content. Thanks. I love this question. Cause I mean, we have, I have six, I have six, the oldest just turned 10. So literally we are up and down and up and down. We also, one of the things that my husband was very clear on when we started having kids was that he wanted family dinner every night. I swear it's like one of the primary reasons why we homeschool is so we can get all of the activities out during the day. They can play their sports during the day and we are all sitting around a dinner table at night. Holy moly. When I say sitting around a dinner table, there's probably maybe seven to nine minutes where everybody's butts are actually Mm -hmm. in their seats. Enjoy the time and realize that it's a very, very small amount of time. And that if they're up and they're down, they're up and they're down. We do a few things to keep them in their seats. Um, We have a routine that it is. Tell us your favorite part about your day. Tell us what you learned. Tell us your biggest struggle and tell us your biggest disappointment maybe I don't know what the fourth one is everybody kind of does their own thing with it but we start that round robin and they know that it's going to be their turn even the youngest one like Catherine at two and a half can now participate in it and it kind of keeps them all engaged a little bit (laughs) 
Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> like we teach them very, very young how to get their own water. Like Catherine gets her own water for dinner. Um, so anybody who's up can help anybody else who is still seating, sit it, seated down. So like if somebody needs water and somebody's up, that person that is up gets the water mm-hmm. and the other person does that. Cause once they get out of their seat, they're not getting back in their seat. Yeah. Do you have thoughts? Yeah. I'm going to throw something else out there. I think, and I know you do the dinner table, but yeah. it makes me think of like flexible seating at school. Like, I don't think you have to sit there. It's be- if it's beautiful out, go have a picnic I like outside. That. Yep. Go, you know, I don't think you have to sit in a chair to have a meal. And I don't think you have to stay there. I think you can still incorporate all the communication, all the connection, all the relationships. So maybe if you're struggling and it's mm-hmm. a sense of stress, yeah, try something else. Hold on. So are you talking about like having a kid just like stand up and eat their food? I don't know. It might be fun. Maybe they'll actually stay there. Maybe they'll take a bite and do a dance because I have a kid that doesn't like to sit. I'm throwing it out there. Like my kids love picnics, so they'll go lay on a picnic blanket and eat. I get the whole picnic thing because the picnic thing, you're allowed to be outside. You're allowed to be sitting Mm -hmm. on the ground. You're allowed to be doing this. But like if you don't start demonstrating that at home and you don't start explaining to them that normally at mealtime we sit down and we put our butts in our seats and we what happens when you go to a restaurant or what happens when you go to grandma's house and there's a ten thousand dollar oriental rug on the ground and you need to be in your seat i don't know i just don't i i think it's almost like school like i don't think you have to learn you don't have to sit down to eat every single time but they're also i mean they're what one and two yeah like I, I get you when you start to getting older. Yeah. Um, but I mean, maybe I'm just offering a difference no. and maybe looking forward to, Hey, Wednesday night is picnic night, or like I can do tonight. We're going to do a dinner table and then yep. tomorrow we can look forward to do something different yeah. okay. and getting yeah. them involved and maybe getting them throwing some ideas out. I was just throwing something out to maybe break that stress cycle because no. yeah. And I agree trying, if you're battling it every mm-hmm. night, it's just such a cause for stress. So get creative. Yeah. So we we will do like on a Saturday or Sunday night, we will do like picnic dinner. So we'll put like a big blanket down in the family room and I will make like more like hands on food. Mm-hmm. And so they can sit on that and they love that. I mean, absolutely love that because yeah. probably because they're forced to be at the dinner table most nights. Um, we also have like a like farmhouse style table and we all we can't all really fit on there so Mm -hmm. we also have stools that are at the like counter so you're right right. i mean we have flexible seating options yeah um but super super young ones where you Mm -hmm. do want to start teaching them that when we eat we sit still for choking reasons for polite reasons for just the fact that you are going to want to at some point Mm -hmm. assimilate back into like like human life with them and Mm -hmm. go to a restaurant and stuff with them i would set very 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 little goals i would say hey you know what tonight we're going to shoot for five minutes we're going to be engaged with them we are going to talk to them about what they're eating we're going to distract them from the fact that they are actually sitting down um that has worked for us before yeah continually keeping food on their plate. So putting a small amount of food on their plate and then continually adding food to their plate Mm -hmm. um, has helped us before as well. Um, But really, really being conversational, trying to take that like deep breath, relax into it 
and then <laughs> try to entertain them. And then at some sometimes though, it's not going to work. And it's sometimes you just need to sit back and eat your dinner. Make sure they're playing someplace safe. Sit back, eat your dinner, and just say, yeah. you know what, this is a season of life. My kid's not at the table, and it's okay. Well, and that's just what I hope moms like out there are not like I'm failing my kid won't sit at a table like they're two like no, it's absolutely believe me when they're seven or whatever they will be able to sit there and believe me when they're a teen like you wonder oh my kids gonna ever sleep yeah my teenager won't wake up in the morning like yeah. it's just a phase so if it means you know what tonight my husband and I are just gonna sit and eat absolutely. well who knows what they're doing and we're gonna take that time to communicate and we'll try again another night or yep. we will do something else like if it looks like chaos like it is okay absolutely. I think it is a hundred percent Okay, because guess what? It's going to change and it might be next month and it might change next year. Like it's going to change. Absolutely. And activities will change mm-hmm. or schedules or, or mm-hmm. whatever. And that is okay. Yeah. But I guess my only caveat to that, and we don't normally disagree, and I don't think we're disagreeing right now, no. is the fact that at some point you are going to want to bring that kid to a restaurant with you. Mm-hmm. You are at some point you are going to want to go to a family dinner someplace where they are going to need to sit down. Mm-hmm. So teaching them. And coming up with those tools while you are at home yep. of how to keep them seated sans an electronic device, which that might actually end up being your only option at a restaurant at a certain mm-hmm. age gap yeah. or something like that. Teaching them how to play I Spy, teaching them how to like just play little games, sing songs. Those are the things that we sometimes work at, work on at dinner, because we do know that at some point we need to teach them, especially these little pandemic babies who have not really had to be anywhere, Mm -hmm. how to actually behave in a place where they're running around or getting up could truly affect other people's eating experiences. Mm -hmm. So it's a little random, but if you talk about, you know, adding a little activity, mine like to create the menu. Mm -hmm. So maybe they could sit there and create a menu. Not that what I also struggle with though, is it distracts them from actually eating their food. Yeah. Um, but just kind of throwing that out there. We've done it at a restaurant before at IHOP. I'm like, why yeah. don't you make a menu of what you ordered? Um, and they'll draw so they'll a little like picture. And they'll, you know, the little ones, they'll like write egg or whatever. Yeah. Or they'll ask me like, well, can, how can I spell it? So it, we work yeah. on that. Um, so, yeah, yeah, I agree with you. Okay, cool. Hi, my name is Julie. And I have two questions for your upcoming podcast on the picky eating um, and family meal time. So my first question, I have two kids um who are currently eating you know family meals one of them is almost five and one is two and i'm curious how you manage to help support like the younger child when the older one is going through a picky eating phase and then the younger one decides that he also does not want to eat those same foods i have a two and a half year old and an almost five year old so i am right there with you um do you want to start this one um well so i have one with an allergy and then the one that doesn't have the allergy well well i want what she's having and i'm like yeah but you don't have to like the only reason she can't have that is because it's itchy but i want that too it's hard yeah i don't know but my first kind of train of thought is when I do kind of create those meals that when you do put it all together, it kind of creates what I had envisioned for that meal. Mm -hmm. But also separately, you can really create your own meal. So say it's like a pasta dish. And I know Mm -hmm. like you've done like a pasta type bar before. Um, And at the end, it could end up with like 
a pasta with spinach and chicken mm-hmm. and like, yep. you know, kind of a full rounded meal. But if you separated, you could pull those chicken mm-hmm. like chicken nuggets. You could do the, the plain pasta because maybe you haven't put the sauce on yet. Yep. So um, those are some of my favorites. Yeah. Um, if I can get my mom self together yep. to make sure I have all those things. Um, that can sometimes help. I love that. Make it like a create your own. Yeah. Deconstruct dinner as much as you can. Yeah. And I'm not saying deconstruct it so they don't get all the, all the food groups Mm -hmm. and whatever, but toddlers and little kids are not going to eat all the food groups every night. Like you just, I, you literally (laughs) have to let that go. But if you can deconstruct your meal. So like Mm -hmm. Lindy mentioned our pasta night. So we will have white pasta. We will, or no, uh, white to whole wheat depending on how I'm feeling or who's eating that night but we'll have zucchini noodles that I'll eat we will have um, turkey meatballs we will have parmesan cheese we'll have red sauce Um, we will have a ton of like sauteed veggies or something and everybody kind of picks at what they put together everybody has to have our rule is everybody has to have a vegetable Um, but I have one that likes red sauce I have one that just wants parmesan cheese Nobody really touches the zucchini noodles, but Eric and I, or Eric and me. Um, But, you know, if you can deconstruct it, taco night, same exact thing. Mm -hmm. It is a pain in my butt, and there is literally black beans and taco meat from one side of the kitchen to the other, but it's deconstructed. Mm -hmm. I have one that will eat (laughs) taco chips and cheese and guacamole for dinner. And you know what? I try to get him a little scoop of meat on his plate. Eh, if it happens, it happens. You know, th- you just kind of try and mm-hmm. deconstruct it as much as you can. As far as the whole, ew, this is gross, and then the two-and-a-half-year-old or the two-year-old who maybe can't quite say that yet reacts to that and says, oh, I'm not eating it either, pushes their plate away or whatever. Mm-hmm. In my world, that is kind of a disciplinary thing for the four-year-old that or the f- almost five-year-old. That is like a... We don't say food is gross. We try everything on our plate. You can feel that way. We can talk about how to say that in a mm-hmm. respectful, kind way. It's okay that you don't like dinner, mm-hmm. but we're still we're still going to have dinner, and we're going to learn how to express it in a yeah. more constructive way. And lately we've had the, well, I don't like that, mm-hmm. and I've had to nix it because I'm like, you can only tell me that if you've if you actually tried legitimately tried it. Yep. If you haven't tried it, you can say, Mom, I'm really nervous about trying that. I'm scared. I don't really want to try it, but you can't tell me you don't like it. So just trying to re-word mm-hmm. some of those, you know. Yeah expression or phrases that they want to communicate yeah and i mean it's a really good time like it's so funny mealtime is such like this if you're doing it and you can just kind of get into the zen place where you will hopefully get to eat at some point and this is my other little caveat if you're hungry at mealtime mealtime is going to feel 10 times harder and this is what I work on with my mother sometimes because she doesn't understand why sometimes I sit down and eat before the people have food in front of them. And it's literally like I'm going to be a 10 times better parent if I can just get 50, 75 calories in my body and then turn to mm-hmm. use the time constructively at the table. So, hey, if the four-year-old says he doesn't like it, he's not going to eat dinner. And then the two-year-old says, uh-uh, Bubba's not eating it. I not eat. You look, I look at my two-year-old and I, I say, well, Bubba likes Chase on the Paw Patrol, but you like 
Zuma or Sky. Like you all like different things. Why don't mm-hmm. you try it? And let's try, you know, like, and you just, it turns into more of a conversation. Mm-hmm. But your cup has to be filled at that point. So if you've been working all day or you've been at home all day and working, of course, and you've made dinner and now you're sitting down and you're frustrated and you have this beautiful meal and then nobody's eating it and then you're hungry on top of it, it's not going to work. Yep. I agree. (laughs) So sometimes they might be melting down. They might not be eating what's in front of them. Just take a deep breath and eat yourself. Take a few bites. Yeah. And then recircle to actually helping them. And I don't know if this is really to the question, but I really think getting, if you can, and I know it's more energy, getting your kids involved in the food, getting Mm -hmm. them involved in the decisions. When I go to my kids and I'm like, what do you, what do you like to eat? What are some of your favorite meals? What are your some favorite like types of food and getting them involved? Because then you can kind of like one of my kids favorite is breakfast, but we've got a really cool egg and pureed banana pancake with mini chocolate chips and they all eat it and it's eggs and bananas and that is it. And I can put protein in it. And it's like, so we can make Mm-hmm. Some of these other ones, whether it's pizza, maybe it's on a cauliflower crust or yeah. maybe we can kind of work these topics and things that they've expressed that they really mm-hmm. like. Um, and I think you get them involved more. You get them excited more. You get them like with Nora. I mean, she loves that kind of pasta night. So when she knows this, she's like, oh, I want to help. And I'm like, yep. come on in, you know, yeah. and we've found veggie pastas with heavy protein or you can do, you know the protein pasta or the wheat one or the white one. Like there's so many options, but I think they're more apt to actually get really invested Mm -hmm. in the dinner. Absolutely. If they love it. And you know what? They don't even have to help you make it. Even Mm -hmm. just helping you plate it, even just taking a plate that you would normally put in front of them and instead putting what you would put on the plate in the middle of the table and then having help them, it's messy, mm-hmm. but help them make their own plate and take what looks good to them. That sometimes is a total game changer as yeah. well. Okay. Yeah. No, that's great. Kay. I can throw out something later. Okay. Okay. We can talk meal time all day long. Yeah. Hi, my name is Taylor. Hi, I was Taylor. calling about the picky eater episode. I have a almost three-year-old, and I was wondering if you practice a one-bite rule in your house, or if you feel like that just leads to more picky eating. Um, I have a super picky eater who won't even eat meat right now, so I'm eager to see what you have to say. All right, so my first reaction to this is that kids go through phases i will have one that literally will eat two bites of dinner for a week and then he will eat three helpings of dinner the next week and Mm it it it, it's it's just the way it is it's just the way they grow and i mean it it happens when they're one and they're just starting all the way up to 10 now i have one that will eat you know three cheeseburgers and then he'll have a smoothie for three nights in a row like it's it's crazy to me Mm -hmm how that works so i wouldn't be too afraid of the whole not eating meat thing i think it's going to come and go Mm -hmm. um well and real quick to that yes i have my twins love tacos well every week they're like i don't like tacos i literally took a video of amelia devouring tacos saying they were delicious so i could pull it out the next week and say (laughs) i promise you like tacos and she's like oh so like 
Yeah. Uh-huh. One week I love this. I I I hate that now. And I'm like, yeah. well, number one, I don't do that word. And number yeah. two, I know you just ate it seven days ago. Yeah. So it's absolutely it's like this. But I literally had took a video of her saying, I like this. <laughs> so I could show her. So again. funny. <laughs> but anyway, add on that. Yeah. Anything else? No up and down. I mean, um Oh, to the one bite rule. Yeah. I think it's a really tough one. Do I want them to take mm. one bite? Yes. But to be honest, I don't think you can force anybody else to put anything in their body. And maybe uh, I'll get some hate for that. No, I don't know. But so- I struggle with it and I really try and I walk through. I ask them, I'm like, what do you think is going to happen if you chew this food and swallow it? Like, are you afraid you're going to... We really walk through. Like, do you mm-hmm. think you're going to throw up? Like, do you think... like? it's going to hurt you. Do you think, you know, like mm-hmm. what are you feeling surrounding this You're such food? a good mom. Well, I say that because my oldest, to be honest, I don't think I did enough for him. He probably could have gone through the food like therapy type program. Mm-hmm. So he gets this like debilitating anxiety. Like he will look at that food and he thinks so much to the point where he feels sick. If it's something, it's something new, new and it's texture related and for real, like I feel like I've told you like that grape story. Like he wanted to try a grape. So all we did, we Hold started on, how old. He let's was see. like three, four. Okay. I'm like, let's just lick it today. Just see what the outside <laughs> feels like, whatever. And so he did it. Well, then the next day I'm like, let's cut it open. And you can taste the juice and like squish it and like see what it does. Cause like, that's what they do at therapy. Like it's hands on, like getting over this texture stuff. So he's like, okay. it's delicious. Like he loved the juice. And I'm like, well, do you want to eat one today? He's like, no, I can't. So then he ate wow. one the next day and he literally like choked and gagged it all the way down and I watched this poor kid and then he was done like his face was red he was like half crying and I was like well and he's like it was really good and I'm like do you want another one he's like I don't think I can do it and at that point I realized mind is such a amazingly powerful thing so I always look back and feel like I failed him in a way with food which I think is why I have I just feel a little bit more like laid back, laid back about it maybe. Yeah. But anyway, so I know with him, like it's a legit thing and I have to constantly remind him. I mean, he used to live off like jelly toast Mm -hmm. and cheese sticks. Mm -hmm. Well, now he won't even do the strawberry jelly Mm -hmm. on toast, but now he's added, I have to remind him, I'm like, buddy, you've added like tacos to your list. Like Mm -hmm. you added, he did like a boneless chicken. And this sounds, this sounds so simple. The, it was like a garlic Parmesan mm-hmm. from BW3s. Mm-hmm. But the thought of him ordering something with a sauce that was unknown wow. with seasoning in it that he could see off the menu and eat it and really like it. Like I have to remind him of the steps that he's taken. Yeah. So anyways, just so not sure where I was going yeah. with that. But um, the whole kind of trying a bite, Mm -hmm. we really try to walk through. Like, what do you think is really going to happen? Because you're either really going to like it or you're not. It may leave like a taste in your mouth that you don't like. But yeah, it's hard. But then I also push, if you don't try anything, how are you ever going to know if you like it? Like, you have to take a risk. So (laughs) Eric was raised. So I I feel like there's if if there are two partners there at mealtime, this is another one of those like marriage having babies things that like nobody talks about. Everybody talks about like what religion, sex and money. Nobody really talks about mealtime. And I feel like it should be something that should be on the list somewhere. But Eric had to take no, no thank you helpings growing up. And he also had a very interesting 
relationship with food. His mom was a very, very, like ran a very, very clean eating household. So Eric would go across the street and eat real spaghetti. Like he only had real spaghetti for the first time when he was like 11. And his mom listens to this podcast. So if that is wrong, I'm really sorry, but that's the story he's told me. Like, like, pure white pasta oh, like he okay. had whole wheat pasta growing up he okay. thought that's what spaghetti was but then he learned like across the street they had types. like the good stuff okay you know and like potato yeah. chips and soda and all of yeah. that stuff so he of course wants to replicate how he grew up because he yeah although he didn't like some aspects of it he also felt like you know things should be clean and whatever yeah. so they did no thank you helping so you ate everything no thank like you took a no thank you helping whether you wanted it or not so it doesn't happen every night in our household, but there have been some massive battles of will at our dinner table to the point where like it's 930, the kid is exhausted. All he wants them to do is eat a piece of broccoli and they're yeah. still at the table with their father who is holding them and stroking their head and telling mm -hmm. them that he loves them, but they are not getting up until that piece of broccoli is eaten. Have we scarred them for life? Probably. Is it some sort of failure? Probably. But I can promise you it has only had to happen. We have six children. Benj uh, Matthew, we have not done it with. But Catherine has had a broccoli situation at this point in her life. And she's <laughs> two and some change. Yeah. Um, and it has not happened again. So yeah. normally it only happens once or twice. And at some point the sun goes down, they have to go to bed. And then that plate's put in front of them the next morning for breakfast. And I, we are going to get so much hate on this. Mm -hmm. I am sure because okay. this is probably like not the way it's supposed to be done. And there's probably been studies about this, but then they eat the, bro they, the broccoli's in front of them before they can eat anything including a popsicle, including any snacks yeah. throughout the day, they have to eat that piece of broccoli. Yeah. And I, I don't know how I feel about it. I exit stage left during yeah. these things. I put the other kids to bed. We do it, whatever, but it works. I mean, Catherine, now you ask her, Catherine, have you had your vegetable? No, she'll look at, she'll look at her dad and she'll be like, like shoot him daggers, but then she'll <laughs> eat the piece of broccoli now, like literally being asked once because yeah. she knows that she has to eat the vegetable. Yeah. I, I don't know if it's the right answer. Yeah. I don't know. It's but hot. you look at her every once in a while now, and this is really bad. This is so bad. But you'll be like, Catherine, what's wrong? Like middle of the day. Mm -hmm. And there's probably nothing wrong, but she's just like kind of like sulky. And she's just, you know, mm -hmm. Dada made me eat broccoli. Mm -hmm. Like literally. And we're talking like, <laughs> we're talking like it was like two months ago that this mm -hmm. happened. She still remembers that daddy made her eat broccoli. Yeah. I don't know. It's hilarious. Yeah, we so, grew up. I mean, there was a vegetable on every single plate, which was great. And majority, I would eat. Then there was my brother. Like, he would not touch anything green, ever. He didn't touch anything green until I was like late 20s, I think. But there was this one time, it was like a holiday, and we were going to Christmas carols. Like, you sit behind in mm -hmm. rows. Yeah. Well, she like church? made him eat this butternut squash. He legit kept it in his cheek for Are the entire and he would like randomly gag and my mom was just waiting for it to spray like all over the people like in front of him he never swallowed it he spat it out when he got home so i just it's, that is it's so like this, funny like, but here's the deal i had i had some old neighbors balance, like fine line i had some old neighbors over for dinner one night and i was like you know are there any like dietary like restrictions or mm -hmm. whatever and he was just very clear that they didn't, he didn't eat vegetables, like did not eat a single vegetable, would not eat salsa, would not eat 
any sort of, and this was mm-hmm. a grown adult male, which yeah. I struggle a little bit with that social. I mean, I understand if you have like a need that you can't, you have like Crohn's or something yeah. and you can't digest Well, I have to say now that's like, like all he eat, does eat. That, so yeah, that's all grand meats. Yeah. Yeah. It's so funny. It's so interesting. I don't know. I, I, I don't know if we're doing it right. I, I, but I, I have, have to say, like My I've done that. Fine. I've, I've put cold stuff in the morning. Mm-hmm. They probably licked it and then I threw it away because I gave up. Yeah. But I think you keep trying. Mm-hmm. I, you, you know, I, but I like your idea of sitting with them and asking them why they're scared. And, but at some point they're not going to be able to articulate I mean, that at two. Though. No, no. But my goal is literally like, you're not going to die from trying a bite. Like no matter what food really it is that well, I cook unless you. Unless you have like an allergy, but yeah, but yeah. Uh, that's like a different story. But majority of yeah. the stuff I cook, I'm like, it's honestly, it's, it's probably what you like in a different it, form, spinach. like yeah. looking differently. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. Yeah. I just, I feel you. Like we still, like, as I sit here, like don't have all the answers. Like we no, will still I mean, have battles, different s- nights, different weeks. And there are probably a million people that will tell you to do it differently than mm-hmm. we do it. But I mean, who, th- who the heck knows? Yeah. I don't know. Solidarity. Yep. All right. One more. So my question, um, I have three kiddos, one who had some food allergies when he was very small. So we went through allergy testing and we saw feeding therapists and it was it was a rough go of it. And then I have an older kiddo who was 10 when he joined us and really couldn't tell you, you know, what a vegetable was. Um, had just, he just had a rough go of it. Um, and then our youngest is 20 months and he pretty much eats what we eat. So you know, all of our journeys are different and I've gotten to the point where with my kiddos, they get to choose what they eat and, you know, I'm just happy that they get food in their bellies because it's been quite a journey. So my question is, how do you handle it when family members are not supportive of the fact that not everyone's plate is going to look the same and not everyone's dietary choices are going to coincide with what's they want on their own plates, um, specifically, you know, some family members from older generations. And it comes full circle. It's just funny how like yeah. generations changed. Yep. And, you know, I mean, I think this just like goes back to this like massive parenting, massive life kind of picture where like everybody has their own story that they come to mm-hmm. every situation with. Like, there's not going to be this amazing answer that works for everyone. We know that when Catherine doesn't want to eat a piece of broccoli, it is literally a battle of wills. She's not allergic to the broccoli. She's Mm -hmm. fully capable of eating the broccoli. She has not had a scary experience with broccoli before. We know her entire story, Mm -hmm. you know, so we can do that and we can say, Hey, Catherine, we're telling you that this is good for you. You need to eat it. You're two. We make decisions on Mm -hmm. what's good for you right now, not you. But when you're talking about a child that maybe you have, don't have a whole lot of, you know, experience with what the first 10 years look like and Mm -hmm. what happened with food there, or you have a child who has had a journey with allergies and testing and doctor's office and food therapy. Absolutely. You meet them where they are, right? I think it was Joan, right? Yeah. I 
think she knows absolutely what her kids need. I think you sit in that confidence and you set your boundaries. hundred percent. That's all. Uh, I think you're right there. Absolutely. You just, this is what our family looks like. It's not going to look like yours. Mm-hmm. My kids are not going to look like yours and you be confident and you yeah. do you. Yeah. It's just like, like I, when, <laughs> when Lindy comes over to our house, which doesn't happen a ton because it's 12 children together, <laughs> but she will pack a bag of snacks partly because she doesn't want well, probably the main reason the, the, uh, the main, re- the main the reason main is reason. because it's six kids and it, they're coming yes. over and she doesn't want We're to get food stealing all the people but food. it's also because she knows that she has one with allergies and mm-hmm. you pack the food for her you know yeah just make sure she has something she has i don't something. ever expect her to be provided for anywhere else yeah right but like, even if Lindy were to pack food and say, hey, my kids are vegan, you're barbecuing tonight. I'm going to bring this food over because that's the way our family lives. Uh, awesome. Great. I'm not judging Thanks you. Thanks for bringing yeah. something and not. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I mean, I probably would have known that Lindy's family was vegan and made vegan <laughs> dinner because it's fine. But it, it's just. We all just need to be confident mm-hmm. that we're doing what we think is best for our family. Yep. I mean, right? 100%. I feel like we could just end every podcast that we do with, hey, just do you. Figure out what's best for your family. Figure out what's best for your kids. Whatever you choose is okay. And yes. you're going to be okay. You're going to be fine. You're going to be okay. Yeah. And if your kid doesn't want to eat dinner one night, don't make your kid eat dinner one night. Yeah. It's fine. Well, I mean, make them eat it if it's broccoli. I don't know what we said. Maybe we just went in circles for an hour. No, I... No, I think we got good stuff in there. Okay. I hope cool. so. All right. Hang in there. You guys yeah. are doing great. It's not easy. It's yeah. one of the hardest parts of the day and motherhood yeah. in general. So yeah. just go do you. Yeah. All right. Bye. Bye. Bye.